Hey. Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is a big question, the show that gives you too much information about the things that are out there that are implied by past things and maybe coming to kill you. But hey, this is your daily dose of distraction here at New Rockstars. We're still hanging out. We're still doing our thing. Cheers. Uh, uh, I think biologically safe cheers Clink. Here. Clink. Through Prophylactic place. cheers. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, different kind of it Kick up. it. No, God! Um, yeah, I, as you can see, Philip and I are practicing safe social distancing during this time, but uh, we're, we're a scrappy enough operation here at New Rockstars. It's very few people. We have a- Skeleton crew. Skeleton crew. Yeah. Uh, in that, in that they're all skeletons now because we made them work during the coronavirus. <laughs> but- um, uh, Six feet apart, we got a barrier here. We have not touched in days. Anyone. Anyone has touched anyone in days. But really what we're talking about today is like how things have like reshaped our lives and- uh, Yeah, forever. we were having this conversation about how everything's going to change now and how, you know, some people are gonna wanna work from home forever or kids are like not gonna go back to school or something or apparently the government wants me to send them money right now, which is also like, that is not happening. Bills, taxes. Money isn't real anymore. Aren't, weren't, didn't American revolutionaries fight so we don't have to pay taxes? Yeah. Think is that what that was about? Well, and then we started to apply this to the MCU because that's the universe we prefer to live in right now. And, and they also have these kind of like scary threats that are basic implications of things that have happened that if you think about this too hard, all kinds of horrible truths exist in the MCU that we gotta talk about. Eric, you asked me this week, what are the things that keep me up at night, basically, yes. <laughs> about the MCU. And I got to thinking, and I, I've had a lot of time uh, that I should have put toward anything else. <laughs> uh, but instead I started thinking like, okay, technically, if, if this happened in this movie, then doesn't that mean this? And then I got scared, and then I had an answer to your question. So, <laughs> let's do it. Let's the do things it. that the MCU has not addressed that are terrifying. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course. First up, Doctor Strange, Dormammu. Yes. Okay, Dormammu is not gone. <laughs> Think about there. this. Okay, Yes. not only you're like, oh, he got beat by the time loop or whatever, and then he was just like, fine, I won't destroy everything right now. But two things, he's like eternal, so uh -huh. he's just still there. If he once again is like, you know what? I'm gonna destroy everything. Uh, and then Doctor Strange is like, ah, I'll use my time loop trick. He's like, he just pops Doctor Strange. He's like, I already know the time loop trick now. Uh -huh. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Nope. The one thing that was ever able to stop Dormammu has been used up and he's, he, it's not like he also erased his memory. Right. So we can never undo that. And Dormammu's, again, eternal. Doctor Strange is like, what, he's got 30 years left? Well, and then what? It's not just that, the time stone is obliterated. It is yeah. gone, so reduced to do atoms. That. So if Dormammu knows that, like that's all he needs. Would he know that? It was, he <laughs> know. It was the one nuclear deterrent that kept Dormammu from attacking this dimension, from the dark dimension, was the fact that Doctor Strange might have already set a time loop, just like a time loop uh, home defense security system. And that's gone. Yeah. That's why people are like, oh, Killmonger should come back. I mean, I love Killmonger, but like Dormammu, the the freaking like thing where he looks like one of those puzzles that splits apart into different <laughs> layers. He's just like floating head out there right uh -huh. now. Ooh, floating head. But uh, 
But at any moment, he could just be like, yeah, now I feel like destroying yeah. everything. And we have no defense against that. Pretty much no defense. If the time stone was the one defense, it's gone and we're screwed yeah. by this demon. This Lovecraftian demon that is standing by behind me right now. <laughs> How embarrassing He's there. for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was number one. Dormammu keeps me up at night. I'm terrified of him. Uh, up next, speaking of these weird floating heads in space, so I'm watching Guardians trying to look for that elusive Easter egg, uh, and we meet the Collector. Do you remember where the Collector lives? Yeah, he lives in Nowhere. Do you remember where Nowhere is? It's the, the severed head of a Celestial. It's the f***ing severed head of a Celestial. <laughs> uh, last episode, we talked about how big a deal the Celestials are, right? Uh -huh. Can they be killed by just old age? Stray viruses? No. It, you can't even conceive killing a celestial, and yet there is a severed head of one floating in space, just rotting, and they build a little city in it, uh, and people live in it. What did that? Oh, what I didn't think about killed that. a celestial and like ripped its head off? A giant scythe that's even more. Because think or, about no, it. No, 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 by hand. I'm imagining like just like <laughs> like if you look at nowhere, it's like a floating head and a little bit of spinal cord. Uh huh. Just a little bit of dangle. A little cute little Dude. vestigial spinal mm. cord. <laughs> I mean, Marvel has gods. They're called the Asgardians. They're called the Eternals. And above those gods are the Celestials. Right. So Celestials aren't just gods, they're like the gods of the gods. Yeah, So and we've seen one, and all we saw was its ripped off corpse. Like imagine if like you're walking to school or whatever, and you just see like a decapitated head of like a, a real big strong guy, <laughs> which is important. If it's just a normal decapitated head, you're like, mm, no big. But how can you tell from the head alone that it was a big strong man? Thick neck. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's got that cute little vestigial yeah. thick the, neck. That thick ass neck. If I saw that, I'm like, who did that? <laughs> who did that to that dude? And just a little bit of piss goes down your leg. Yeah, and, and it work. <laughs> and then you work it, it in. And it's like run through some sprinklers. Yeah, and no, one just knows. no one knows. No one knows. There are things that are more powerful than celestials, but like it's terrifying to know that they're around and they can do that. To I us. mean, I think the the question there, and people can let me know, is it Galactus was just like, eh. Like, yeah. that's the only but thing that's I can imagine. not like Galactus' MO. He feeds off the energy of dying planets. He doesn't like getting fist fights with Celestials where he turns into the mountain on Game of Thrones. So, just saying, something insanely huge and terrifying is out there just, like, or eating the body. Maybe it's a bunch of piranha. Oh, like, yeah. Like, god-level piranha and just mm -hmm. ate the body away. Or just, like, <laughs> billions of normal-sized piranhas and then that Celestial just went swimming Billions wouldn't even be enough. River. How many would be enough? Let's do the math. Up next. This is more uh, one of these like, you know, I don't smoke, which a lot of people are not gonna believe, but it's the kind of like thought you have when you've been smoking and, mm -hmm. the, and you're tired and you're trying to get scared for some reason, because uh, like Friday the 13th. Think about Ultron for a second. Done. Do you remember? Okay, great. Thank you. Number three. Uh, <laughs> do you remember how quickly Ultron went evil? Oh, yeah. It was instantaneous. It's so fast. All he does is he connects to the internet. Yeah, he watches like the History Channel. And <laughs> he basically like, plugs in. It's like, like Corbin Dallas Multipass, uh -huh. <laughs> like uh, uh, watching all the, the atrocities of, of history. But he just plugs in the internet for a second and he's like, no, 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 no. Humanity has to go. Yeah, doesn't he go? He goes, oh, no, oh, oh, oh. Mm, the so world's me. been a bad boy. <laughs> yeah, in that sweet Robert California voice. I'm the f lizard gang. 
But what does he know about humanity that we don't? Where he's like, no, 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 they got to go now. Like now, otherwise, oh. something. You're thinking he saw us into the future a little Not, bit? In, in an algorithmic way. Did you see the new episode of Westworld? I did. Okay, <laughs> don't be that proud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was pretty good. Okay, that, that big thing they got where it's like an algorithm and it can see all the different plans and yes, stuff. Yes, insight. Yeah, insight. Ultron basically probably did that and he's like, oh yeah, all signs point to this place is oh. unless I do this big thing, right? He thought he was saving the day. Now, do you think it was uh, a nuclear thing? Because that's normally what it is, right? The machine sees no, a nuclear threat. No, you're obsessed with nuclear threats. But, or, or did he see like a disease outbreak? Did he see like Eric, too real? Did he see like question mark race riots, mass shooters, those kind of things? I mean, that's all. all everything you've said is in our past. Uh, ecological disaster, maybe. Comet killed the planet. Comet. Well, then he makes like a little bitch ass comet. Yeah. Out of Sokovia. That'd be that'd probably be the best way to go. Point is, he knows something we don't about where we're all headed. Mm. Also a good reason for him to come back and reveal that to us. So, so what does Ultron know? Really know, and when did he know it? That's a reference for your parents. <laughs> um, most people don't get that. Uh, so, oh, sometimes I had a little quick ones that I just woke up in the middle of the night and I just wrote down real fast. And I wrote down, who run Wakanda? And what I, <laughs> what I meant with that was we see Okoye in Endgame as if like she's like the representative or something, but does that mean that they don't have a new king post an original snap? Huh. There's just been five years and Okoye is like blocking off the throne room or something? Like why didn't they appoint a new king? I mean, it would probably be M'Baku, right? There when they have an But then why vacancy. isn't M'Baku there? Well, he's, he might not be the... Or he's scared of technology. He's right. <laughs> he steals his soul. Or maybe there's some drama behind the scenes there. Yeah. But, like, she's a representative to the Avengers because she was fighting alongside them the longest. Okay, so my thing is that I think that there's insane stuff that happened in Wakanda during Ooh. those five years and turmoil and political revolution and a, a scramble for the throne and maybe that's what we see in Black Panther. Ultron too. gossip. What did he know? What did he know? <laughs> what did he, he know about us? Yeah. <laughs> But honestly, like Wakanda probably went through a really crazy time. Their their leader disappeared, and for some reason there wasn't an obvious replacement. Just saying. Yeah. But I wrote that one down real fast. So it's that, not that important. It's scary. Though. Um. But and then I also wrote down stones can bring back Thanos, <laughs> which I, I guess is just a point. This that whole episode is just filled stream journal. It was uh, basically where I realized like, well, if they were able to snap, bring back everyone who was dusted, they could somebody could use the stones and bring back everyone evil that was dusted too. So it was just a note. Technically, Thanos could come back, which actually I kind of like. But then I started thinking about Thanos because I couldn't sleep because I have insomnia for a variety of reasons. Now, wait, what's your judgment? You have insomnia too. I don't know. You call me in the middle of the night. (laughs) That's not me. That's my clone. And if you find him, you need to tell me where he is. He's way better than you are. I know. That's why he has to go. Yeah. Okay. So what I was thinking about Thanos is the snap. Just a simple idea, the simple implication of what's he want? What what was his goal? Uh, to destroy, to wipe out half of everything, so to allow uh, perfect, populations to thrive for perfect balance, right? Half the life in the universe. What if that's an odd number? What, do you what mean? if there was an odd number of living things in the universe at the moment he snapped? The round up or round down? No, he this mother has OCD oh. like I do. So you okay. think there's one poor guy on Hala who exactly. got half-dusted? Exactly, but not quite, because I think that guy would still be alive, and he, he would still, like, if he got dusted top half, then he's in that hilarious Pixar movie. <laughs> if he got dusted bottom half, then he's still going to eat a lot or whatever, right? So that doesn't count. I think he made some dude, like, brain dead. 
Oh. And he just like put him like in a coma or whatever. And he's like, this guy's half. That's the only way I could imagine somebody being half. Alive. Is it like half of your organs, half of your blood, uh, like half your brain? No, it's, I think he just had like a donkey kick him in the head or whatever. And just be like, I want every, half the life of the universe, and then I want Ned Fulmer. <laughs> The try guy? <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen what happened to him during the snap. I, he, I bet all four of them survived. They're pretty Probably just all four. Because yeah. he, like, they're one entity. One, he's a big fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but he made one guy kind of like not good up here, and that guy was just like half alive. I feel like there's so many more tortuous ways you can doom someone to half a life. Your sigh of exasperation that you just had <laughs> about my thought made this whole thing like blow back and forth for a second. <laughs> what I'm saying is, that's... A Pussy nightmare thinking. I'm thinking like fucking Chernobyl, where you have literally half that firefighter. He is melted down in that hospital bed. I'd rather be a dum dum walking around like Forrest Gump than living like that guy. You should never fucking Chernobyl because your baby will be a mutant. Mm, it's all my babies already mutants, <laughs> and I live in a school, and I'm going bald, and I'm going to be called Scarlet Mr. Witch. Mr. X Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just balding Scarlet Witch. <laughs> She's so Aww. glorious. Okay, also, thinking about the Avengers and all the terrible things that they've brought to this world. Yes. Okay, thinking about if that's really happening in the world, then the Department of Defense isn't gonna like lay back. And we, we already kind of know that through Ross as the representative of, of the government, something they haven't introduced in, in the MCU, but of course they're working on is their own altered people. Like it's been like, like oh, Nazi experiments and Hydra was creating these mutants. Of course the American government is working on enhanced people and we just oh, sure. don't know it yet. Remember a couple episodes ago, we learned a lot about MK Ultra and how it goes yeah. when the American government does these experiments on people to try to turn them a certain way. It's not gonna go well. Yeah, you think they would just put Super Soldier Serum in Steve Rogers and then stop that after that freakishly successful situation? Right. They're gonna be doing everything they can to try to duplicate in, that. But adding some sort of like mental dampening effect or something that they can do so they can fully control that person so I mean, it doesn't turn on That's them. what Extremist was, but Extremist is just one bad egg and a batch of eggs of success stories one of whom could be the weapon x program i can't find eggs anywhere mm, I'm, i go store to store and i hoard eggs because it's all i eat yeah only the bad eggs <laughs> only the bad ones yeah they're the saltiest good eggs turn into chickens <laughs> if they're good enough yeah. um i'm just realizing that of course there's going to be a reveal of these terrible people who are all uh. created by the government who lead these tragic lives or maybe they were like soldiers that came back from war oh. and they get experimented on and then they get abused and then maybe they're the Thunderbolts. You're trying to get Nuke back in this episode too. I love too. Nuke. You love uh, Frank love Simpson. You hate Nukes. Will I Simpson. love Nuke. You love Will Simpson. It's Will in one and Frank in the other. Why do they change the name? Who knows? He's still Nuke. Okay, and then this one is a real thought that I'm proud of, but, but I don't have many of those. Just thinking about everything that's happened in the MCU, I was like, what, what would this mean? Go back to pre-Iron Man 1. We're essentially living in our world, yes. pre-Iron Man 1. Mm -hmm. It's a huge deal that Elon Musk essentially creates, you know, the equivalent of Elon Musk creates an iron suit, and he can mm -hmm. kind of like fly around a little bit. But yeah. people kind of make things like that, and we have a real Elon Musk, and he's a stoner, but whatever, he has his own power. Uh -huh. uh, but it's not that different from our world. Cut to like 22 movies later, or whatever, we have like, gods on the planet. We have Chitari technology. Yeah. The infinity stones of the universe have been brought mostly to this planet to be dealt with. And then 
half of all life in the universe is wiped out, and who saves them? Mostly literal earthling humans. Uh-huh. So our reputation as Earth went from nothing, not a blip on the radar, to probably like the star of the universe right now. I spit on our, our partition. I'm That's sorry. why it's there. That's why it's there. Uh, and now I'm I'm thinking like Earth is either the equivalent of the guy who just got to prison and he's like jacked, and everybody's like we we gotta. This guy up in order to oh, show sure, yeah. that, like, th- now that you're playing in the big leagues here in prison, <laughs> which is what everyone <laughs> aspires to, uh, that you have to, we got to put him in his place. So we're about to get attacked by everyone. Or Earth now looks like the wealthy guy that walks down the street waving around his wallet like an idiot. And it's like, we got to go steal all that Chitari technology that Michael Keaton's working on and, and steal. They probably have more Infinity Stones that we don't even know. But like, we just have so much reason now to have negative attention on us that it's actually like our doom is imminent. So you're saying the Battle of Earth put a target on our back. Huge target. Yeah. And not just the, the that Battle of Earth, everything else that's happened in all these movies uh-huh. where they're like, man, do you hear that crazy thing about Thanos? It's like, you know that happened on Earth too, right? Yeah. That also happened on Earth? Everything keeps happening on Earth. You that's know what crazy. it is? Is It's like uh, the story of the Battle of the 300 of Thermopylae. You know? yeah. like if everyone knows that story and how badass those 300 or so are Earthlings, they were Earthlings, they were also Spartans. They were also coincidental. And they fought off this huge invasion force, and they they stood their ground, and they ended up losing. They lose to uh, the Xerxes, hot gunslinger from Westworld. Ah, yes. Yeah, and also, but he loses to a spider and lost. So really, everyone (laughs) loses to someone. It's a circle of (laughs) death. So I'm just saying, we're all doomed. Yeah, we, we really are. Hey, you know, one thing we haven't brought up is that big tub of goo that covered Missouri in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It was ego goo, and it spread out from that tree, and it <laughs> absorbed a, a Dairy Queen and a bunch of cars, and not enough people have talked about that, but that would have been, up until that moment, the craziest thing to happen That's on ever Earth. happened in Missouri. Unexplained, yeah. yes. The second largest tub of goo. <laughs> In Missouri to ever explode. You remember the first. You were there. Yeah, yeah. Sharp objects. I remember that. And then real quick, I just noted down, again, waking up in the middle of the night, having straight thoughts. Real quick. Wait, how? what do you mean Black Widow said she knew Bucky as an adversary? Or what? what? Are we going to find that out? There were like enemies at one point? She knows him? That happened in Budapest? What happened in Budapest? I wrote all of that down exactly. And then I wrote, where Gamora go and why Gamora? You leave out a lot of words in your dream journal. Uh, well, I'm writing with my feet. It's it's all the I, okay. I, yeah. Well, I sleep hanging. Anyway, I, did Cap create a new timeline that's all messed up? Yes. You know, that's a, that's an ongoing he question. He did. Is the real Mandarin still out there? Yes, he is. Okay, you know he's this. He's coming in Shang Chi. Hopefully and, someday. And there's scrolls still floating around from oh, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, that we don't we don't know what home. happened to them. Yeah. There were earthquakes under the sea. Is that Namor or is that like global warming? What's what's up with that? Probably that a bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, and then lastly, I wrote. You know Hydra's not gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can never kill a Hydra. It just grows eight more Hydras. Yeah. There's so many things. Ow! And they come back to you. It severed his glove. <laughs> it opened a hole. You know, Philip, it's been terrifying to go down your dream journal with you. But, hey, when I have nightmares that keep me up at night, I just wake up from my cot in the Blue Dungeon and stand in front of the camera in the Blue Dungeon and start talking. And that's how you get your videos every day. They start as Eric's nightmares. That's beautiful. It's not. It's tragic. We don't want people to feel too scared. That is partially why we are drinking these specific Coors Light. They sent them to us because they're awesome. Uh, but they also know that right now we need some chill. Yeah, we need some chill. And we like to chill with Coors Light. Yes. 
And my mountain, by the way, still blue, because they turn blue when they're real cold. Yeah, when it's uh, chilled to perfection. Mine's still got some streaks of blue in there. It's still pretty chilly. Chilly and cold and crispy and 105 calories, which means I'm allowed to have it. That's why Coors Light is the one we choose when we need a moment of chill. Guys, when you want to reset, like we all do right now, just reach for the beer that's actually made to chill. Hey, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Okay, on to some more bite-sized questions. Philip, what have you got for me this week? <laughs> Philip just broke quarantine. Now we wait. Over the course of this, you, you start to... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not my boat. What? Not my not boat. Penny's boat. It's Penny's! It's Penny's boat! There was a separate yeah. <laughs> hand uh, moment there. Yeah. I just hope after that you slowly start to look like me. <laughs> Alright, I got bite-sized questions for you, but don't bite them because you can't put them in your mouth right now. Damn it. Alright. So this question, I love. I, I think about this question all the time. I've seen this question around too. So I'm asking you... Can Magneto lift Thor's hammer? Okay. Um, well, the Marvel comics have shown him both lifting it at times and not being able to lift it at other times. But Magneto is master of all metal, but not just the metal itself, it's the magnetic field around the metal. So he can manipulate any metal that's Earth-based or extraterrestrial, including Uru, which is what Mjolnir's made out of, and like Shi'ar technology, which is another alien tech. But... She, <laughs> she was a hottie. I had a thing for her, but she had weird arm things, and that made me confused. Are you the child of the crystal? There are actually three types of magnetism. I looked this up. There are, there's ferromagnetism. That applies to the uh, metallic uh, magnetic metals, mm -hmm. um, iron, cobalt, and nickel. Uh, but there's also paramagnetism and diamagnetism, and the other forms of magnetism apply to all objects just on a very small level. So all things have a magnetic field around them that most of the time is just canceled out by gravity. But Magneto has mastery over all forms of magnetism. So theoretically, he can manipulate any object in the comics. He's moved like mountains, he's moved trees just by like uh, manipulating the magnetic field around them. So it's not specific to metal. But just the fact that Magneto can lift Mjolnir using its magnetic field doesn't mean he is wielding Mjolnir. Oh, but he can like throw it with the field. He can move right? it, he can deflect it from attacks on him, but he cannot harness the powers of Thor the way Cap did when he lifted Mjolnir. Gotcha, but he can pretty much mess with it. Yeah, he can, you know, just kind of keep it right out of his reach. Like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> right, oh, I'm proud of us for not making a sexual magnetism joke. Or did we? <laughs> okay, this next question comes from Third Ward TX, Guy Donnie. It's a very good question about Cyclops' very effective Ray-Bans, basically. Mm -hmm. He wants to know, how is it that the rays that come from uh, Cyclops' eyes, they can like they can level mountains and they can cut people in half and do all kinds of things, but they don't just like knock his sunglasses off his face. How does that work? Okay, so uh, Scott Summers' civilian sunglasses are made out of the same material that his optic blast lens is when he's like in superhero mode. It's made out of this material called ruby quartz, which in real life is actually very real brittle. Thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, yeah. it would fall apart, but at the time in the 60s when Stan Lee was developing these characters, like lasers were a thing, so he's just kind of like, yeah, one, one will anymore. be able to shoot lasers out of his eyes. But people believe that the ruby quartz um, limits the light that comes into his eyes to just the red part of the spectrum. So Scott Summers, when he walks around, he absorbs solar energy through his body and that's what he converts into the optic blast. 
Uh, but they're saying that the the reason why that's just not happening every time you know he opens his eyes behind the ruby quartz is his cones are only being activated on the red scale from the the solar light that's coming in. However, later canon has further clarified that Scott's eyes open portals to another dimension of chaotic right, concussive right, laser right. energy, optic energy. So every time he opens his eyes, he, he is opening those gateways, those portals to other dimensions to release the optic blast. Yeah. But the uh, the sunglasses and the normal lens that he has as Cyclops are made out of the same material that prevents that from happening. So it's true what they say, the eyes are a gateway to a laser hell dimension. They do say that. This next question comes up all the time. It's from uh, this guy, Greg W. He wants to know, just straight up, do the Avengers know Coulson is alive? Or are they still like mourning him every year? <laughs> so uh, this is a fun one that kind of delves into the matter of canon in the MCU. So according to Joss Whedon, who directed the pilot of the first uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, he's the one who kind of decided that Agent Coulson was coming back, but he also directed the first two Avengers movie, including Age of Ultron. So when Age of Ultron was coming out, he clarified that the Avengers do not know that Coulson is alive. Nick Fury knows, Maria Hill knows, but the rest of the Avengers are not aware of this. In fact, there's an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when Lady Sif comes to visit, and they have to tell Lady Sif, don't tell Thor, because apparently Coulson's death as a martyr was so important to bind the Avengers together that well, they never When these dum-dums are gonna be like, wait, he's alive? Then we shouldn't be Avengers anymore. Right, like that's gonna matter. Also, Joss Whedon has kind of clarified that there is a slight difference in canon between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the rest of the MCU. Now, for all intents and purposes, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series is canon in the MCU. There's a ton of tie-ins. Their timelines pretty much sync up until the later seasons. But he has said specifically that the truth of the TV series is not necessarily the truth of the cinematic universe. And to me, the, the biggest defining point is Kevin Feige really hasn't had a ton of oversight over Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. the show. So unless it's part of Kevin Feige's master plan for the cinematic universe, I don't know if it's technically canon. I mean, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think they eventually got to, they have an alternate timeline in yeah. it now too, and where Earth is destroyed and stuff. So it definitely is a whole a whole other thing. And then obviously the Netflix shows also yeah. had their own thing. So what happens if like Agent Coulson is like in a room and then like Steve Rogers walks in. He has to pretend to be dead. He has to shit his pants. <laughs> and he has to. Like have always been dead? Yeah, he has to be dead. And then someone has to be like, oh, oh, who dug up why Agent Why did Coulson? we bring his body here? Yeah. And why did he now shit his pants? We're so sorry, Mr. Stark. <laughs> oh God, this, this is so is bad. so embarrassing. And then he has to drool and like play dead and we can't No, but he shouldn't drool either. He's been dead for like eight years. Do dead bodies drool? Next episode big of The Big question. question. <laughs> yeah, do dead bodies dream? about me? <laughs> the dream of a dead person is called heaven. Oh my God, Eric. <laughs> That's sacrilegious. As oh, get that star out of here, it's breaking quarantine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we have time for one more question in our mailbag. Uh, it's in the box. Go ahead and get it, Eric. It's on the other side of the barrier. Well, what are you gonna do, Eric? I can't, I can't do this. Eric, go for it. We just won't have a question this week. Hey, this has been fun. <laughs> real... I'll get it. Four hours later. Okay. All right. Have you ever been bullied by kids when you were an adult? I kind of want to bully Philip right now. You know, uh, kid. Yeah, I've been bullied by by kids when I was an adult. I don't know about you. I um. 
So I mentioned in a past episode that uh, skateboarders all know who I am, <laughs> and they follow me yeah, around to make fun of me. about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a god among skateboarders. I get it, Tony. No, they <laughs> hate me, and they, they think I'm an idiot. Uh, it's all started when I was 12 years old, and I bought Vans, and I thought that I would look cool in them, but I don't skateboard. So one of my neighbors who does skateboard, he's like, hey, cool shoes. And I'm like, thanks. And he's like, do you skate? And I said, no. And he goes, poser. And he screamed it at me, and then I had to walk the wrong, the wrong and the long way around the block so that I wouldn't pass his house. But my girlfriend and I went to Venice Beach and they have a skate park there. And that's one of the cool things to do at Venice Beach is you see like world-class skaters who You're are doing cool You're asking for moves. trouble though with your reputation. Well, we you go up and you lean on the rail and you just kind of like watch them <laughs> as they do their tricks. And, uh, and there was like, as we walked up, there was like four kids in a line who were about to go down the the half pipe thing and skating. There was just like a guy who seemed to be directing them. And my first instinct is I just asked my girlfriend, like, is this a class? And she goes, oh no, they're just skating. There's another dude and his buddy on the other side of me who goes, what'd you ask? No, it's, it's not a class. They're just skating. And I was like, okay, I didn't ask you. And then I hear him tell his buddy, his other buddy was like, what do you want to know? And he goes, oh, this guy thinks it's a class. Yeah, he's stupid. I told him it's not a class, and he's trying to sign up. And they both kind of snickered a little bit. And I'm like, I didn't ask either of you if it was a class. And I had, uh, you could forgive me for thinking there would be maybe some kind of free skate uh, workshop drop-in class. But this, these assholes, and every time I see one of these skateboarders, they all give me that look like, this is a guy who thinks it's a f***ing class. Uh, <laughs> and his vans. What the hell? He doesn't even have a van. I'm gonna call the cops on all of you. <laughs> all these stoners. I'm trying to think if I had, a, I, you know I used to tutor kids and uh, for a long time and I taught SAT classes, um, but those kids like usually wouldn't make fun of me because I, I, would, I was ruthless. I would make fun of them so much faster <laughs> than they would make fun of me. Um, the only thing that comes to mind is actually a little bit of drama. It's, and this I will say the name of the place, it's when I worked at SourceFed. Uh. There was a, a thing there for me where you and I did improv together for like 10 freaking years, mm -hmm. uh, and we've known each other for 38 years mm -hmm. at this point. Um, we have a, an understanding of like comedic rapport and what we're joking about and what we're not joking about. And off-screen producer Zach was he did that with us, and like everyone that we normally work with, we we have that shared language with. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I got to work at SourceFed, where no one and I had that shared language, but also they kind of came from different places. They didn't kind of come from improv backgrounds. A lot of them were stand-up comedians, mm -hmm. or just, just they did YouTube or something, so it was a lot of kind of like singular hosts. And then I was very used to our improv energy and everybody joking and building on each other's ideas. And so then I would be in videos and I'd joke and I guess the other host maybe just didn't know I was joking or didn't know how to add to it. So I would say something really weird and then they'd go, that's really weird. And then they would move on and not acknowledge it and that would be in the video. So one, those hosts were also a lot younger than me so partially that's the bullying but actually they're very nice. I, I'm not calling them the bullies. The actual bullies were the source of fans. Uh, mm. Not all of them. Uh, some of them are so nice and some of them are ferociously mean uh -huh. and so I've just started working there and then I started apparently they had like a, a subreddit and I started seeing posts and they're like why is Philip so creepy and then it's like <laughs> Philip definitely a serial killer am I right and it's like all these things Philip like Zodiac? Me. yeah and it's like saying that I'm like I'm insane and I'm creepy and I say the, these weird disgusting things it's like well in the in an out of context fish out of water situation yes I look like a f like loser and weirdo and killer of some sort apparently uh, -huh. uh but i'll find those people and they'll get what's coming to them 
Is Philip making a joke? I feel like he's freaking creepy. I mean, this isn't like your fault, obviously. This is, there are different flavors of funny. And some people just think it's people are either funny or they're not. But like, with you have something like SourceFed or any um, team-based internet uh, yeah. group. Or, like, they all kind of have like their own specific like shorthand in their language. And sometimes it can be, it doesn't always mix, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. I actually don't, don't blame them. It was just like kind of like a bad mix or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, like the jokes we make with like Tommy or, or with yeah. you just would not fly well yeah it comes it does come from just like being on stage with someone show after yeah. show after show after show and it just kind of like works and you kind of can instinctively yes and each other but if you're used to just like being on your in your own controlled little playground where you get to make like the same kind of like camera jokes every time and the editors get you and already love exactly, you exactly. throw in someone who's from like a different fish tank into that fish tank and it's just editors are gonna be like oh, I don't get it it's an outsider it's it, it is a bit like clicky guys uh, thanks so much for letting us hopefully distract you for a little bit. Um, we needed the distraction. I know that I had a nice time just now. Hopefully you guys did too. Uh, and hey, you know what? Alcohol, it's the cause of and solution to most of life's problems. Uh, so feel free to grab a drink with a friend, even if it's via Skype right now. Yeah. And a reminder that you can dig more deep into like our backgrounds and our personal what? thoughts and what? feelings with unfiltered responses by joining our oh, Discord right. server. That's true. That is like really the best way to get to the heart of, of either of us. Uh, and you can join our Discord server by becoming a patron of New Rockstars. Just go to patreon.com slash New Rockstars for more details there. And also you can get an audio version of this show by looking for New Rockstars Big Questions wherever you get your podcasts uh, and make sure to send us your big questions for future episodes by tweeting at new rockstars with the hashtag big question and uh, hitting us up in the comments below we'll uh, work your questions in the show your question may be the title of the next episode good job good job hey uh, I'm Eric Voss you can find me at EA Voss anywhere on social media you can follow this guy at Philip Molina in the same places and follow new rockstars on socials and hey yeah, you know, subscribe to New Rockstars uh, here on and YouTube. Share this show. Share uh, show we're, we're making content during the apocalypse. Maybe some of your friends might want to watch it. Yes. See you next week. Bye. S stay safe. Mm -hmm.